let's open a passage of scripture from Ephesians chapter 1 and the 7th verse the Bible says in him we have redemption through the blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace underline that word riches of his grace riches of his grace hallelujah riches of his grace Ephesians 2 7th verse that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus again exceeding riches of his grace underline that word exceeding riches of his grace Ephesians chapter 3 and the 8th verse again to me who am less than the least of all the saints this, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Underline that word, unsearchable riches of Christ. Tonight we want to speak about, hallelujah, hallelujah, richy rich. God is going to make you richy rich, richy rich with God's grace, amen. The riches of God's grace, hallelujah. Tonight we want to title the word, the riches of God's grace, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Pastor has been teaching us on the exceeding abundant grace of God. We've been listening to almost last six weeks on the grace of God. Hallelujah. Tonight, I want to title the word, Riches of His Grace. Hallelujah. It's another powerful word spoken by the man of God. Tonight, we want to ask the Lord to open our heart to understand the grace of God again. So interesting scripture in Ezekiel chapter 2 and the second verse. And the second verse, two, verse 2. Easy to remember. Then the spirit entered me when he spoke to me and set me on my feet. And I heard him who spoke to me. And I heard him who spoke to me. In other words, he said, as he spoke, the spirit entered into my life. The spirit entered me when he spoke spoke to me. So every time when the word of God is released or revealed, there is an anointing behind that word that will enter our heart. Hallelujah. There is a grace behind that word. There is a favor behind that word. There is an anointing exceeding riches of his grace behind that word that will enter our life and your life. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you believe that? Amen. That is where word becomes reality. When the anointing behind that word, revelation behind that word is unfolded in our lives. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, Ezekiel itself is a revival chapter. Hallelujah. So Ezekiel is saying, you know, Ezekiel has gone through many challenges in that uh, uh, encounter with God. You know, in Ezekiel 36, verses 36 to us, you know, God prophesied. Although, you know, my word is on the grace of God. I want to uh, stir up your faith this morning for two minutes. Ezekiel 36 and the 36th word says, Hallelujah. If you have a Bible, then the nations which are left around, you shall know that I am the Lord who have built, rebuilt the ruined places and planted what was desolate. I am the Lord who has spoken, I will do it. Thus says the Lord, I will also let the house of... Uh, uh, before that, 33rd was, Thus says the Lord God on that day, I will cleanse you from all iniquities. I will also enable you to dwell in cities and ruins shall be rebuilt. The desolate land shall be tilled. Instead of lying desolate, the sight of all who pass by. So they will say the land that was desolate has become like the garden of Eden. The wasted, desolate and the ruined cities are now fortified and inhabited. Wow. God is giving, says, everything that is ruined in your life. Hallelujah. Tonight by the grace of God shall be fortified and inhabited again. How many of you believe that tonight? Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Very interesting chapter. God is saying it will make you like the garden of Eden. 
What is Garden of Eden? Perfect communion with God. Perfect peace with God. Perfect joy with God. There's a sense of perfection. There's a sense of strength. Hallelujah. There's a sense of authority. Dominion. And immediately after that chapter come Ezekiel 37. From a garden to a graveyard. Hallelujah. Sometimes all of us go through experiences where it is not what we hear is what we see. What we heard is that we'll have a garden and what we immediately see is a graveyard. Broken bones, scattered bones, dead bones in the valley. The prophet is sort of disillusioned. The prophet is sort of challenged. God spoke about the garden and what I'm experiencing is a graveyard. What will you do that time? That time, hallelujah, you need to trust in the grace of God. You need to stand your course, stand strong. And the Lord said, prophesy, hallelujah, command the dry bones to live. Keep on believing, keep on speaking. Hallelujah. That will God will do the impossible. Tonight, when grace of God shows up in your life, hallelujah, even in the midst of impossible situations, God will make it possible. How many of you believe that? That is what Paul is speaking about. The riches of his grace, the exceeding riches of his grace. The riches of God's grace. Hallelujah. So many people theologically understand the grace. But it's something deeper. The precious things of life, the real riches are not in the surface level. You have to go deep. Hallelujah. When the life is tough, you need to go deeper in God's word. Deeper in commitment. It is the very presence of exploring that helps you to tap into something that you have never found before. Come on somebody tonight. I pray tonight that you will explore and find something that you have never found in your life in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. But you have to learn to go deeper. Coming to church does not help anybody tuning in. Alone will not help. You need to connect with God in worship. Connect with God in word. You need to connect with God through prayer while you are listening. Hallelujah. Unless you connect in your heart with God His word. You cannot step, step into the riches of God's grace. Hallelujah. You need to explore the riches. You need to say, Lord, I open my heart. I open my understanding to the riches of God's grace. Hallelujah. Have you seen the most costly things? Whether it is gold, diamond, or precious stone, or oil. You have to search. You got to search for it. It's not there at the surface level. Just like that, the riches of God's grace, you need to... Go deeper within. Hallelujah. Connect to your heart. Open your mouth and say, connect to your heart. So many people know the words theologically anointing. They know the vocabulary of what Christianity. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But that's not enough. Everybody say, that's not enough. Pastor said he has seldom found somebody who stepped into this kind of grace, explored these truths. Because it's not in the surface level. It's the richy rich. Because you need to explore the grace of God. The goodness of God, the wealth of God's grace, treasure of God's grace, the preciousness of God's grace. There is nothing more beautiful than somebody tapping into the surplus of God's grace and enjoying it. Tonight I pray that you will tap into the surplus of the grace of God and will enjoy the grace of God. Open your mouth and say, I'm going to enjoy the grace of God. Lift your hands and thank the Lord tonight. Amen. Bible says from His fullness. We have received grace upon grace. John chapter 1. Hallelujah. Grace upon grace. What are the riches of God's grace? Hallelujah. Number one, the biggest blessing that you can have is what you call salvation. Open your Bible. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and the ninth verse. But you, son of man. Hallelujah. Can you somebody read it? Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Hallelujah. 
Anybody has the mic? Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Hallelujah. Nobody has the mic. So I'll read it. Hallelujah. It is said, But by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Hallelujah. The Bible is saying, You have been saved. How? Through the grace of God. By the unmerited favor of God. By grace. Not by works. By grace through faith. It is the gift of God. Lift your hands and say it's the gift of God. You got to find that grace. To know that you are saved. Hallelujah. Now once a testimony of a couple. They were getting ready to go to church. Like most of us. There were elders in their church. Been there for so many years. Somebody came and knocked at the door. It was another Christian, you know, minister, a Christian person who were giving out the gospel tracts. So the husband is getting ready. Wife is open. Wife has opened the door, and the man asks, "Are you a child of God?" So the husband calls from inside and says, "Hello, it's time for us to go." Just tell whoever it is. We don't have time right now. So they rushed out. Doesn't even speak to that person. That person came next to the window and said, Are you a child of God? The husband asked the wife, What does this man want? The lady said, The man is asking, Are you a child of God? The husband said, How dare he ask? Open that window and tell them, We are the elders in the church. It's not whether you are elders in the church. It is not whether you are a music minister. It is not whether you are a pastor, a preacher. It is whether you are a child of God. When the grace of God, hallelujah, comes. Amen. It doesn't matter you are a board member. You've been in this ministry. That you know a lot of stuff. It is whether are you a child of God. It's not whether you're holding a position in the church. It is where do you know by grace, by the word, by revelation, that you are the child of the Most High God through faith in Jesus Christ. He did not die for nothing. He died to redeem you. Oh, hallelujah. You're the redeemed of the Lord. You've been bought with a price. Open your mouth and say, wow, I'm bought with a price by the precious blood of Jesus. I'm a child of God. Oh, hallelujah. That's the time and every fear silences from out of your life. Hallelujah. John 1 and the 12th verse says, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become the children of God to those who believe in his name. He gave them the power. Why? To become a board member? No. To become a child of God. That is the power. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I have a father. Jesus is my Lord. I have received Christ into my life. Just because your wife is saved does not make the husband born again. Just because your father-in-law is preaching does not automatically make the daughter-in-law or the son-in-law born again. You are a child of God by grace. You have to appropriate by grace personally. All are the creations of God. Everybody say, is God the creator of all? Yes, he is the creator of all. But he is not the father of all. You can only call him father when you receive Jesus into your heart, Jesus into your life. By inviting him, hallelujah, you know that your sins are washed away by the blood. Hallelujah, glory to God. Amen. There needs to be a personal invitation. Asking the Lord, Lord, be my Lord. Be my Savior. Hallelujah. Before we are born again, John 8 says, You are of your father, the devil. Although we don't like to hear about the devil, but that's a reality. Hallelujah. Through Adam, we became the children of devil. But through Christ Jesus, the second Adam, hallelujah, by believing in the finished work of Jesus, we became, we have the power to be called the child of God. Put your hands together tonight. There is power in that. Hallelujah. Amen. Grace give you that surety. 
Grace give you that, hallelujah, divine surety. Some of you doesn't sound saved. Some of you don't look saved. If you doubt whether you are saved means you are not sure. Grace of surety has not flown into your life. You are guessing, maybe I am saved. Maybe I will go to heaven. I know all these pastors well. They are my Facebook friends. Hallelujah. Or maybe I am baptized. I will go to heaven. Baptism is the reason of your surety. It's because you're sure you go through the waters of baptism to be completely united with him in the death and the burial and the resurrection of God. Hallelujah. It is making doubly sure. <laughs> but it is God's grace and grace alone that gives you that surety. Hallelujah. You need to have a deep knowing. It doesn't matter that you're saved. Hallelujah. By faith in Christ. Is your salvation. You, do you feel security in your salvation? Then there is no fear. You know that you belong to Jesus. You know I have a father in heaven. You know, hallelujah, I'm saved by the unmerited favor of God. Once we were aliens and strangers. Now we are the children of his household. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. We were pilgrims once away. Far once, hallelujah. But now we are belonging to the commonwealth of faith. We have access by the blood of Jesus, into this grace in which we stand. Romans 5.2 says, we can stand now. Nobody can push us down. Wow. Tonight, don't allow anything, any voice to push you down. Because there is a standing in the grace of God. The surety is a special feeling in your life when you are secure of salvation. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Saved by grace. Means it all includes everything. It includes, hallelujah, your salvation. You can sense, Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. You know, it includes your health, your wealth. I mean, you feel so full of the grace. Hallelujah. It's like Noah inside the ark. He was... And his household was so full of grace that the <laughs> surrounding storms and the wind and the water could not bring him down. When you are so full of the grace of God, there's so much security. Nothing what's happening around the world, hallelujah, can pull you down. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yes, we know we don't deserve it. Deserve it. Paul is saying, I know I don't deserve it, but I'm coming not by the works because it's fil filthy racks before God. It's not my righteous deeds or how well I've behaved or what great character I have. Nothing will save you. Hallelujah. But only by the grace of God. You know, pastor said an very, very, very interesting incident which I... I really opened my eyes. It's about a woman called Tanya killing two people. It's not his pastor's wife, Pastor Tanya. But another Tanya convicted, I mean, murdered two people and was convicted to death penalty. While she was in the jail, she received Jesus into her heart, into her life. She got saved. No miracle happened. She had to go through the capital punishment. I mean, she died. But she was saved before she got... I mean, before she was hung. Before she got, received the punishment. I, as, I, she actually received Jesus. She had the joy of salvation. She had the hope of eternal life. But then you look into the two people she murdered. Just imagine... Whilst he murdered them, they did not know the Lord and they did not go to heaven. Look at the grace of God. Sometimes grace isn't fair. But that's, can you imagine that? Hallelujah. She made it to heaven after she murdered two people. Murdered two people. Hallelujah. But the two murdered, murdered who have not accepted Jesus, they did not make it. Terrible. Eternally lost. It looks unjust. That the woman who 
killed and then turned to God is saved in heaven. I mean, that's what grace is all about. It's not fair. It doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem just. But to every sinner out there, even the sinner in the churches, hallelujah, if you come to Jesus Christ, he will make us whiter than the snow. Come on, let us reason together. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make us white as wool. Though your sins are like crimson, I will make us white as silk. That is the power of the gospel. That is the power when you become the child of God. There is forgiveness in him. There is forgiveness. Hallelujah. According to the riches of his grace. Look at the rich grace. Richy rich. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Give him your heart. Give him your life. He's got your back. Hallelujah. Paul, a murderer who was a witness to murder taking place in the early church, became a saint of God after, after saying Amen to the first martyr, Stephen's martyrdom. He said, murder him, murder him. He was watching over his clothes. And then the same Paul turned to be the greatest apostle of Jesus Christ. And he then goes on to say, I am the least of the apostles. I'm the least of the brethren. I'm the least of the saints. But because of the grace of God was abundant of life. I am what I am by the grace of God. Even tonight, let that kind of grace take over your life. Come on somebody tonight. Oh, I release it over you through the, hallelujah, through the grace of God himself over your life, your family. Hallelujah. Somebody, hallelujah. Are you here tonight, church? You are God's creation, the Bible says. Hallelujah. You are God's creation, but you, he, you have a father. You have a father. Somebody said, grace will surprise you. I think it's Billy Graham. When you get to heaven, you will be surprised that many people who you thought won't make it, made it. And many people you thought would make it, haven't made it. But while you are on earth, you need to have that grace that gives an assurance. Like a thief on the cross who gave his life in the last moment. More than anything else, when you get to heaven, wow, certain thieves. Wow, wow, wow. Certain murderers, rapists. Paul was supposed to be the greatest terrorist, even a terrorist, if you have found grace, if you have received Jesus before. He dies. Grace is unfair. There's forgiveness. Hallelujah. We've all reached where we are by the grace of God. Hallelujah. It's a good time if you are a writer, write it in your diary. Somebody, you know, that I've reached so far, thus far, by the grace of God. Because I'm born again. Hallelujah. I was backslidden. God touched me again and secured me, put my feet on the solid rock. Wow. Look at, uh, you know, what are the second riches? Riches of God's grace. Go to John chapter 1 verse 17. John chapter 1 verse 17 to verse. Hallelujah. Blessed be the Can somebody read it for me please. Hallelujah. John chapter 1 and the 17th verse. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Once again. For the law was given through Moses, yeah. but grace came, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Together. Grace and truth goes together. What is truth? Jesus is the truth. What is truth? Truth is the revelation of God's word. Diligent study of the Bible is important because without grace, there is no truth revealed. Sometimes I like to ask people, you know, what did you understand from today's word? And I know how much grace they've received according to the truth that comes from their heart. Grace is available for all. It's the same for everyone. But how much grace 
where you open your heart accordingly the truth will be revealed result comes when grace begins to reveal to you the truth of god's word you can hear hundreds of pre preacher read plenty of spiritual books but they can be no light in your soul pastor said if the grace of god does not illuminate the truth in you paul said because of the abundance of revelation look at the grace paul had or paul appropriated paul walked in says because of the abundance of the revelation i had to be a we heard about the thorn i had to be allowed by god for a thorn to come into my flesh and i prayed three times and he said no he said what does he keep on saying my grace is sufficient for me <laughs> more truth when your grace begins to flow in somebody's life the scriptures becomes alive tonight ask the lord lord let there be that kind of grace that flow into my life to make the scriptures alive hallelujah truth begins to move in your heart the light of god's word begins to illuminate your soul they might not might not my no they might be a current cut in your home but you are so bright if the word of god is inside of you hallelujah yakhabara boste they cannot be a current cut in your spiritual life tonight in the name of the lord if the grace is there there is no current cut hallelujah you are an inimulated guy you are an inimulated girl hallelujah i mean when you open your life to the grace of god you can know the preacher there is grace that flows from his lips the pastor said phonetics is good you know but then learning to pronounce a word properly and having command over the language though it is good the most important thing is a gracious lips you can be so right in what you declare you know it can look very good you might have an articulation of what you're trying to speak but no grace no effect tonight may the realm of god's grace open up hallelujah and may the revelation of god's word begins to flow out hallelujah you don't you're going to struggle anymore to believe the truth of god's word tonight when the grace flows every struggle to believe something will leave your life tonight believe in the healing believe in the deliverance believe hallelujah whatever tonight you need hallelujah when the grace begins to flow believing becomes easy glory to god hallelujah what is the riches of god's grace number 3 2 peter chapter 1 and verse 2 grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of god and jesus christ our lord may grace and peace be multiplied to you grace and peace goes together everywhere grace go, grace goes peace grows breathe it easy everybody say breathe it easy don't hold your breath when grace begins to flow you can breathe it easy hallelujah i think the guy who held the breath for the maximum number of time was a german guy 22 minutes and 22 seconds the guy who tried to beat him was an indian guy but he died <laughs> that, that, that was just a joke but then <laughs> german guy was correct <laughs> don't try to be too anxious too worried let it go into the are submitted under the word of god breathe it easy don't be anxious hallelujah glory to god if you're graceful if you submitted your life your problem everything under the lordship of jesus under the word of god you're peaceful where grace is great peace the bible says in psalm 119 165 who love god so nothing can make him stumble hallelujah glory to god great peace bible says he keeps in perfect peace why because his grace and peace be multiplied there's a kind of peace pastor said you know he tried to uh, avoid carrying a load on his head sometimes we think it's okay you know because we have to take carry responsibilities you know carrying lo load is okay but doesn't work 
you need to learn to lay the load at the feet of Jesus. Look at somebody and say, you need to learn to lay the load at the feet of Jesus. Hallelujah. Sometimes, you know, nobody has answers. Pastor said, he doesn't have answers to everything. I don't have answers to everything. I wish I have. I don't have solutions to everything. But then when you go through a certain situation, what is your one prayer? Let the grace abound. Let the grace abound in the situation. Tonight, whatever situations, whatever impossible, whatever seemingly, humanly, you know, impossible, hallelujah, situations, I pray that the grace of God will flow into that situation. Open your mouth and say, may the grace of God abound. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. God's enabling hand will move forth for you. Amen. That is what John, Apostle John said, without you I can do nothing. I need your grace. I don't need to figure it out. I don't need to brainstorm and find solutions. I thank you, Lord, that your grace will abound tonight. Hallelujah. Let me sing that song, no? Grace, wonderful grace. Can you sing that song? Grace, grace. That's right. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it Grace, powerful grace. Grace, powerful grace. At the cross, all of my sin is covered. Oh, yes, covered by your grace. Oh, yes, Lord. is the fourth riches of God's grace. Exodus chapter 33. I hope you are here tonight in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Look at two people and say, are you here? Or are you there? <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> are you still there in your problems or are you here with God's word? Exodus 33, 13, 14th verse. Now therefore, I pray, if I found grace in your sight, show me now your way, that I may know that I may find grace in your sight, and consider that this is a nation, is your people. And God said, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. So the Lord is saying, if you have found grace, my presence will go with you. Grace equals to presence. If the presence is there, there is rest. Hallelujah. So God's grace, presence, rest, it all goes together. There is God's presence, there's God's grace. There's God's grace, God's rest. Wow. Hallelujah. Where there is God's rest, there is more grace. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, Moses never prayed for power. He had to go to Egypt and do all those miracles. But you will never find one scripture, Moses saying, Lord, give me power. He said, if I found favor, if I found grace in your sight, Lord, don't send me alone. And God said, my presence will go for you, with you and I'll give you rest. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you with me, church, tonight? Amen. Ask for his grace and not power. I need your grace. Say, I'm not looking for signs or wonders or miracles. We believe that. But look for God's presence, God's grace. Hallelujah. Say, I want to enjoy your peace, your rest. If that is there, rest will flow. Hallelujah. How many of you will pick a prayer like that, Lord? Oh, hallelujah, Lord. I want your rest, your peace. Just because somebody died in my family, I'm not going to die. Just because I found so many symptoms in the Google. Google is not my gospel. Your presence, Lord. Hallelujah. Are you with me, church, tonight? Once a man of God asked, do you have problems at all? 
Do you have problems like others? Definitely, everybody has problems. But, Pastor said, the greatest thing is never look at the problems at all because of being very conscious about the grace of God. When you're conscious about the grace of God, you don't focus on the problems too much. You focus on the abounding grace of God. You focus about the superabounding grace of God. When you read in the you know, New Testament, uh, the Greek word for grace is superabounding grace of God. Wow! Super, super duper. <laughs> Everybody, the super duper grace of God. Superabounding grace of God. The grace phenomenon. Wow! It's phenomenal. <laughs> Yesterday he was Saul. Today he's Paul. Yesterday he was persecuting. Today he's preaching. Wow. Yesterday he was killing men of God. Today he's bowing before another man of God. Ask him to pray over him. Yesterday everybody was running away from him. Today everybody is running to him. This is called the superabounding grace of God. Paul, that's why Paul would say, Oh, I'm what I am by the grace of God. Amen. So it doesn't matter what you're going through. I'm just conscious of God's grace. 90% of our prayer time should be asking for God, asking for grace and not asking for things. Amen. Grace, grace. Everybody say grace, grace. When grace comes, together with grace will come peace, rest, joy of salvation, surety in your hearts, will come sufficiency. Hallelujah. Are you here church tonight? What is the riches of His grace? Fifth one, Psalm 84 and the 11th verse. Can somebody read it for me? Psalm 84 verse 11. Psalm 84 verse 11. Hallelujah. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. Mm. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those whose walk is upright. The Lord will give grace and glory. Hallelujah. With grace comes glory. Everybody say, grace comes glory. Want to be rich rich? Pastor said, with grace comes glory. Hallelujah. Together with grace comes glory. Pastor said something powerful. He said one thing he said is sure about anybody who is selfish or self-centered have never tasted grace. Many people, you know, in their family life, my way or the highway. In church, my way or the highway. You know why? Because they never tasted grace. The moment you taste grace, you know how to give glory to God. You'll never say, oh, my efforts, my hard work, my contacts, my sleepless nights. I brought up children. I haven't slept for 20 years trying to raise. Wow. That's a realm of pride. We don't need to work. You have not tapped into the grave, God, because it's always you. Then you will have to keep everything. If you got it, you have to keep it. And you just said, if received by grace, is kept by grace. Hallelujah. But when real walking under the grace of God, you give glory to God. Because you say, Hallelujah, my children have been given to be my God. They are a reward from God. It's the hand of God that raised them up. It's the hand of God that will open up doors for them. Hallelujah, you just abound in the grace. You just shout of hallelujah about the grace of God. Hallelujah, glory to God. The breakthroughs, the good thing, all that has come because of the grace of God. Hallelujah, and tonight, uh, if that is the case, in the name of Jesus, may your story too change from now on because of this grace. 
that has been released tonight. Lift your hands and thank the Lord. Say, my story will change. Hallelujah. The power of the Holy Spirit flow tonight. The grace of God abound tonight. Enlargement, fruitfulness, all these things will come when the grace of God begins to flow. Growth comes. Some of you are going to go into the next level of growth. Whether it is spiritual, business, ministry, work. Hallelujah. The grace about the level of growth changes. Oh, hallelujah. You have to pray for your children. The grace of God upon their lives. The mental growth. The physical growth. Whatever growth they need, it will abound. Oh, come on somebody tonight. Hallelujah. Pastor said, you know, when we... He was a young minister. All of us as a minister of the God. When we minister the Lord as a young child or a young babe in Christ. We want the power of God. You know what I'm saying? But after some time, especially if you pastor for a long time, it will change it. And you say, Lord, I want to be a graceful person. I want to have the grace of God. I want to be full of grace. And Jesus was full of grace, the Bible says. Wow. Hallelujah. Because then stress is not there. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what the challenge is. The grace of God. Look at prophet Zerubbabel. The prophet told Zerubbabel, It is not by might, no by power, but shouts of grace upon grace you will bring the capstone. The mountains will become a plain. When grace, grace will in your life will make the mountains to vanish. Tonight, whatever mountain, sick mountain, hallelujah, whatever, the killing mountain, death mountain, hallelujah, whatever, jobless mountain, tonight say grace, grace upon it. Let it vanish tonight in the name of the Lord. Declare it. Come on church, somebody tonight. Hallelujah. If you keep quiet, nothing will happen. You have to declare grace, grace. There is, oh, hallelujah. Oh, Rabad, you have to call that word upon your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Before prophet kept quiet, the bones stayed as bones, though they were an army. Your situation will never change unless you shout, Grace, Grace! He said, Grace, 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 Grace. Let's try. Grace, 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 Grace. No, he shouted, Grace, Grace! Hallelujah. If your shout has been heard by the next flat, that was a shout. If your shout is heard only in the room, that was not a shout. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, when you study Zechariah 4, you will find the golden lampstands are there. But there is no oil, no grace. The Spirit of God is in flowing. Sometimes outward thing is beautiful, but the mountains are there. I said, you know, tell the ministry, don't look outwardly good. And then the mountains after ministry also, still the mountains are there. No. It's time that after our prayer, after our worship, after our clapping of hands, after a ministry of God's word, the mountains to vanish because of the grace that will flow from now on. Let that kind of ministry, that kind of life, that kind of prayer life, that kind of worship, that kind of shout, that kind of power to flow through our lives tonight in the name of the Lord. Lift your hands and say, Grace, Grace! Hallelujah. Christianity, peripheral, superficial, you know, it sort of looks good, very traditional. My grandfather built the church. You're looking so cute. But the mountain stays. Challenges still there. It will only go when you cry. moment you say, Grace, Grace. Without caring about who is there. Because your mountains, you need to shout out. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I send certain mountains falling down tonight. Oh, they will receive it tonight in the name of the Lord. 
receive it tonight in the name of Jesus. This is that moment in your in the meeting. Hallelujah. Certain mountains are hallelujah. Oh, Baragada, the Raja, give me a correct tune. Hallelujah. Rabadala, Jirada, the Varazia. Oh, Rabasanthari, Gadagamana, Sant. Yeah. Oh, Rabasanthoria, the Ravasia. Hallelujah. Everybody say, Grace, Grace. Grace, Grace. Sing another tune, please. Come on. Ah, that's correct. So pray tonight together. Hallelujah. Oh, Ribadi Gadakamana Sandhuradara. Oh, the great mountain to be leveled up tonight. Whatever demonic mountain that your people are facing tonight. Oh, Rabba Rabba Sandhara, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Grace, grace upon it tonight. In the name of the Lord. Let level up, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Let it disappear in the name of Jesus. Oh, let that cancer disappear from the body in the name of Oh, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you all. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Oh, oh yeah. Sing your own songs tonight. Just hum. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Amen. It says, I will bring the capstone and finish what God has asked me to do. May that kind of grace come upon you tonight to finish what God has called you to do. There's an interesting scripture Solomon, when he was walking with God. The Bible says he used to walk in such kind of wisdom. He wrote one Proverbs for 31 days, 31 Proverbs. But then later he had many wives and led his heart away from the presence of God. He was backslidden. And in his backslidden state, Bible scholars believe he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. So on one side we have the wisdom of God, but in the book of Ecclesiastes you will find this guy saying, everything is vanity, emptiness. There is nothing profitable under the sun. In other words, when he was backslidden, he was only looking things under the sun. He's lost the view of things above the sun. Heaven. God. The presence of God. But there's an interesting word he is write, has written in Ecclesiastes 9.11. He said, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not for the swift nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to the men of understanding, no favor to the men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. When grace, grace departs out of your life, then you leave everything to time and chance. Come on somebody tonight. Everything, you know, Bible says the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violence shall take it by force. You don't let go to time and chance. You live by probabilities, guesswork. Let me try this, let me try that. Let me try this job, let me try that country, this country. Come on somebody tonight. Pastor said, when the grace of God abound upon your life, place where you stand, the place where you cast the net, there you will have a catch of your life. There in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Wherever God asks you to do it, It is a sign that some have lost connect with grace. I've seen people going through the depths of their battles and do nothing about it. They don't fast, they don't pray. They go from one party to another party. I said, my God. Tonight repent and say, Lord, I'm sorry. When those battles were I've given it to chance, take your healing. Claim that healing. Claim that breakthrough. And I had a financial issue. The Lord asked, asked me, I had a financial issue. I had a 
different kind of issues somebody has put a false case one issue after other the lord asked me to together with the ministry everything the lord asked me to fast and pray thrice last year 21 days i said oh my god are you kidding then i then i thought it's okay 300 days i can eat just 60 days just <laughs> 60 days you offer your 60 days in fasting and prayer every problem last year by year god answered hallelujah when you seek the lord in fasting and pray don't give it to time don't give it to chance the fire come on hallelujah take it by force come on somebody you have to clap you have to hallelujah worship you have to kneel down you have to pray together you have to fast together paul and silas did not give in to chance they said this midnight we are going to praise our way through we are going to sing and give thanks to god i by their thanks was so powerful that every chain was broken they did not just thank the lord for their chain to be broken they thanked the lord in such a way they sang in such a way that every chain has to be broken that's when when the devil attacks you you say lord if the devil has attacked me where i'm going to be freed it's not just me i'm on my people in my right and on my left and people who are surrounded my world i want everyone to be free oh come on somebody tonight you learn things when there is no grace by trial and error i said lord help me to come out of the, those kind of things tap into the wisdom of god that him give you grace and glory god will give you clarity into your heart many people you know the way they speak about the church they don't have clarity what the church of god is like Oh, we spend so many hours in the church. Who asked you? Go and sit in your home. Have some revelation being rooted and grounded in the body of Christ representing Jesus Christ on earth. Not a four walls of hope that you come for your attendance. Sit at home. Don't come to church. Have some clarity. Because when grace begins to flow, sweat is eliminated. Sweetness increases. They're sweet people. It's like an autopilot when grace begins to flow. There are times when you have to shift gears and do a lot of things. But when you're on cruise control, it's grace. Noiseless. No, no sound. No complaints. It's just flowing. grace carries you tonight noiselessly you make news for the glory of god hallelujah praise god effortlessly no complaints noiselessly just flowing in the grace of god a thick grace is flowing upon certain people tonight in the name of jesus hallelujah the riches of his grace will go fast to lack of time number 6 proverbs 19 are you here church tonight I'm not condemning anybody. I am praying that you will have clarity of this life coming into your heart. Amen. Certain things you know you have to speak forth cut and dry just to open up yourself. Hallelujah. Number 6 There is beauty in the grace of God. Proverbs 1:9 says, "For there will be a graceful ornament on your head and your chains about your neck." ornaments is for decoration a decorative piece an ornament is used to decorate you bible says is grace on you, like an ornament on your head you want to be a decorated in life is one of the riches of grace god's grace decorates you how oh, come on somebody tonight is the grace that does it grace is a divine maker it makes you look beautiful this september some of your life is going to look beautiful come on hallelujah 
the bible calls that word oil itself comes from a yellow colorful uh, substance when the oil of grace comes upon your life come on there is color there is beauty that comes upon your life tonight i release that kind of beauty over your life it's not going to be boring oh complaining oh black and black and white hallelujah oh come on oh bob stuck life come on let there be some color tonight added decoration is something that was not there but something is put there that's what decoration is all about and grace comes something is put on your life that was there previously wow 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 september something miraculous we put there be seen in your life that was not previously there oh i take it lord in my life in the name of the lord i take it to lord hallelujah open your mouth and say take it lord take it take it on my head you got to ask for grace god's grace in your prayer time grace is will cover your errors and color your efforts grace will cover your errors and color your efforts it will decorate you it's like a painting on the building and decoration the building by itself might not look attractive but suddenly something starts to paint it it becomes wow the paint is decorating grace is decorating you you are not looking attractive from this moment onwards some wives look attractive to the husbands the husbands look attractive to the wife church will look attractive to the people why because of the grace of god may god decorate your life decorate your business decorate the work of your hands decorate your families ornament of grace graceful ornament and grace is put decorate Wow. Proverbs 4:9 says a little bit more on that she will place on your head an ornament of grace a crown of glory she will deliver it to you hallelujah wisdom will deliver it to you a crown of glory place your hand upon your head and say an ornament of grace Amen. the crown of glory shall wisdom give it to me wisdom is give it to me jesus is our wisdom amen an ornament a decorative piece crown of glory somebody's life is about to get beautiful jesus will give you that crown of glory your start story of sins and wrongs and bad things coming into your life people rejecting you and all going to change tonight tap into the grace of god and this day onwards your story will change love never fails you will be decorated by the grace of god you will finish strong by the grace of god grace will paint your life grace will make you beautiful grace will abound upon your life open your mouth and say my great god's grace will abound upon my life it's a decoration it's an ornament of grace and the grace comes it's like decorated you are a decorated piece the life is decorated painted Jesus for 30 years working as a carpenter shop nobody knew him but in Luke 4 comes into the synagogue synagogue like normal usual begins to open the scripture Isaiah 61 he read he says spirit of the lord is upon me is anointed to preach the gospel to the poor said the captive to release the prisoners bind, bind up the broken hearted tell the prisoners the prisoners no more proclaim the year of god's favor and he says this day the scripture is fulfilled in your midst and the bible says everybody's eyes were upon him from unknown entity known why because next verse says in luke 4:22 says so all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth and they said is this not joseph's son he was reading scriptures every other week taking you can put your name and say taking worship every other day coming as an usher every other day putting chairs every other day but when the grace of god decorates his life from that day onwards everybody say wow who is this boy who is this girl who is this man even his vocabulary was noticed and the grace of god even your vocabulary will change your thought process will change your ideas will change your attitude will change lord help us lord tonight in the name of jesus lord give us a different attitude amen, amen.
people will recognize of God's grace decorating your life. Hallelujah. I said, Lord, if I want to be recognized, only want the recognition of God's grace. Every other recognition is no use, useless. When we celebrated pastor's 50th birthday, it's written there, 50 years of God's grace. That's all that matters. What is grace? Grace is the fullness of God that makes man complete. Power is measurable. Power is describable. Power is tangible. Those who have experienced power know when the power of God comes and the power of God leaves. But grace is unmeasurable. It's not tangible. You cannot describe it, but you can see the effect of it. Tonight, Petra Church, may you see the effect of God's grace upon your life. All those who are watching me tonight, wherever you are, whichever parts of the world you are tonight, Africa or New Zealand or wherever, may you experience the power. America, where you experience the power and the effect of God's grace over your life. In the name of Jesus. What is grace? It is the excellence of the power working in earthen vessels. In other words, it is power plus. Not just power. Grace is power plus. Everybody say power plus. Power. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. It is power plus from zero to pluses. The effect. Somebody is watching me tonight from zero to pluses. Wow. Grace is what you call a believer's advantage. In science, you use the word mechanical advantage. For example, if you have a jack in your car, it's able to lift you, lift up your car. Even a pregnant woman, woman can use up a jack and lift up the car. That's what grace does. Very effortlessly. <laughs> in advantage. Come on. A little boy, David, with a little stone and a little sting, shot and could produce great victories for a nation by bringing down Goliath. See, a little praise, a little obedience. National victories. Wow. Many people be surprised with grace. Most people who think you can never do it, never achieve it, will going to say these days, how did this guy come up? Where is he working? Say, I am a product of God's grace. I am what I am by the grace of God. Open your mouth and say, I'll be a surprise to many. Amen. Hallelujah. So, let's close. How do we receive it? Number one, humble yourself. James 4, 6, he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but give grace to the humble. 1 Peter 5, 5 to 6. Many young people need to learn this. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. You know, like Kiara. <laughs> yes. All of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but give grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God and He may exalt you in due time. Says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. He will lift you up in due time. Humble ourselves that grace may abound in our life. Pastor said, humble people don't look for grace. Grace looks for them. Amen. The more humbler you are, more gracious you become. Many people are there struggling for recognition. Sometimes people come to you and say, no, they I've been here for a long time, Pastor. Don't treat me like that, okay? Deep inside, they're looking for recognition. It doesn't matter a pastor knows you or not. All of us, some point in our life, struggle for recognition. But Jesus, even though he was equal with God, did not consider himself equal with God, but made himself of no recognition, no reputation, became a known entity. He was a known, became unknown. He humbled himself to the point of death, death on the cross. Therefore, the Bible says, God raised him up from the dead and gave him a name that is above every other name. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Oh, 
every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Hallelujah. Humble yourself. Humble yourself when you are corrected, instructed. There's an interesting scripture, Pastor said, you know, in 1 Kings 21 and 27th verse, speaking about Ahab, the husband of Jezebel, or Ahab, or whatever you call it, says, somebody read it for me, 1 Kings chapter 21 and the 27th verse. So it was when Ahab heard these words that he tore his clothes and put sackcloth on his body and fasted and lay in sackcloth and went about mourning. And went about mourning. When the prophet corrected him, he knelt down and said, Lord, I'm sorry. I'll fast and pray. Those days when they fast and pray, they put the sackcloth. He said, I'll turn to you. He humbled himself in his sight. And when you read down, it says, God said, I won't bring that evil upon your life. Wow. I won't bring that evil upon your life. Humility is the key of tapping into the grace of God. Hallelujah. Don't be somebody who says, I can do it all by myself. I'm smart enough, capable enough. Anyone who uses, look at Isaiah said, voice me for I'm undone. God said, I'll send you. Moses said, somebody else, send somebody else, Lord. I cannot speak. In his humility, in his nothingness, God used him. Gideon said, I'm the weakest of the tribe and the least of my tribe. God said, you're a man of valor. Jeremiah said, I'm just a youth, I'm just a child. God said, I'm called into profit to many nations. Whenever people said, Lord, I need you. God enabled them. When they said, I'm unable without you, God went with them. I'm insufficient. God's grace abounded in them. That's humility. That's humility. Tonight, I sense the grace, the riches of His grace. Like Pastor said, the richy, rich grace of God flow into your hearts when you humble yourself in your own eyes. Hallelujah. Pastor said, you can never be too humble. When you sense grace, that's fine. If you're just humbling, then you sense grace. But if you're humbling and sense no grace, it's just a drama. Some people have postures of humility. It's all drama. Stop the drama tonight. Look at your own self. Stop the drama. Grace always abounds when people pray. Genuine prayer, fervent prayer. Bible says, let's approach the throne of grace. Let's approach the throne of grace that we shall receive mercy and of grace of help in the time of need. Amen. Number five, grace abounds when you walk with other gracious people. Your company matters. Amen. Paul would write to Philippi church and said, how they became a faithful church. He said, you have tapped into my grace. They walked with Paul and they became faithful people. Loving church. Philippians 1.7 says, just as it was right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart in as much as both in my chains and in the defense and the confirmation of the gospel you are all partakers with me of grace you can partake of somebody's grace when somebody is walking in grace you can partake of it I partake in the grace that is upon pastor's life I've seen people have partaken the grace in my life I've seen their life I can sense the difference Because any man of God can say that because of the result in certain people who are under you for years. Hallelujah. Tonight, kneel down and stand up. Not just posture, but your heart. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Let's pray. Hallelujah.